0: All right, here is Gary, so we can just hit it up with him right now. Gary Anderson, Aggie coach, join us. And Yock says he's gone, and he's here, and now we're good. Yock is giving me the thumbs up. Hi, Gary. (laughs) How we we doing, guys? Well, apparently we just dropped the snap from center, and our quarterback dove on it. So we got second and 11 here in the Zone Studios. Got it. So, so Gary, uh, that was a frustrating night. Uh, You... um, you're a defensive guy and you you played in the line and you just when your team gives up 407 yards rushing it's just got to make your head explode
1: yeah it's tough um there's no doubt about it but uh you know it it is what it is and we are where we are and uh we got to continue to fight and battle a ton of credit goes that was as physical as offensive line that i've been around for a long time um they did a tremendous job they got at least three to four really good backs um a big giant tight end that's a physical kid that's uh, you know so we uh give the credit to them and we have to understand where we are and why we are where we are and uh not let any of those be excuses but be opportunities to you know get better um and that's exactly where we sit. And, you know, we uh, you look to where we were a year ago and, and how we played with those guys, and it, it doesn't really matter. It's a bunch of new faces. It's this. It's a bunch of – that all doesn't matter. We have to be able to get better. We have to compete, and it was extremely frustrating. It still is. Uh, but the challenge is, is when you're a coach in these scenarios, um, in tough times, you got to be the best coach that you've probably ever been. Um, and that's to – be hard on them, yes, to correct the mistakes, but then work really hard to try to put the kids in a position that's something that they can do physically and that they can hang in there and get done. Um, and that was very, very difficult, uh, quite frankly, our first two games to be able to hang in with people physically. And um, that's hard to swallow for everybody. No one wants to hear it. The kids don't want to hear it. Coaches don't want to hear it. You guys don't want to hear it. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is. and We have to look at it and dress it to put us in the best spot we can be to compete.
2: So when a team doesn't have a huge margin of error, little things that go wrong can really make a difference. And two things stuck out at me. Your first try, the very opening possession of the game, you're moving the ball, and then I think it was a third down, and you get a drop pass that would have given you a first down, and then you got a punt, whereas maybe you get some momentum there. And I'm not saying it changes the course of the game, but maybe it changes the complexion of the game. But nevertheless, you drop it. And then first possession of the second half where you got them at, Second and twenty-six, and they get a first down. These things really are adding up, and are killing your ball club. I would assume you would think
1: those those plays are you're you're you hit it right on the head. Um, if you'd ask me what two critical moments were in in the football game, and there's obviously more very big plays and situations and opportunities, but I would have pointed those two exact plays out. Um, it was it was a big drop. Um, You know, Brock, a young freshman, had a a couple of those. Hopefully he can learn from that and be able to make those plays. Uh, And I I think that, you know, San Diego State's experienced defense handled it well. And, you know, sometimes you can – guys will get in your head. And we talk about this all the time as a football team and communicate with the kids that experienced football players at this level are going to get into your head both physically and mentally. And – I believe that happened a little bit in that situation, that scenario. From there, when one drop, well, of a sudden we got another one, and that wasn't good. And then, the, you know, the big play, um, we got in a position where they're going to be kicking into the wind. We took the wind in the third quarter. Um, we just get them stopped back there and hold them, and it's going to be we'll get the ball in the maybe the fifty at the worst, and uh, that didn't happen. And that that was uh, very, very, very difficult. They went all the way down the field and scored. So. 100% agree. Those are, are two situations, and again, we can. it's really easy to just sit and say, well, the kids got to make the play, and we got to do this. Well, we got we to coach them better, and we got to help them get where they need to be, so the pressure's you know, on all of us, and our job is to help kids get better, and that's where we have to be, and we are where we are for a reason, and you win football games when you deserve them. It's not the first time in my life I've been in this spot, and so it's my job to make sure I, I help the kids as we get through the, the next six games.
0: Well, you talk about you got to coach them better. This is a weird week. You've got a Thursday game. You're going to travel Wednesday because it's a road game. And then Tuesday, the NCAA is mandated a day off because of Election Day. Now we're in a state where most people vote by mail, so I could argue the NCAA is about 25 years too late on this. But let's just slide past that and go to your issues, which is you only got Sunday and Monday really to coach them up. How, how do you handle this week and maximize that?
1: Well, we we practiced last night, so we brought the kids back in. Coaches were in here bright and early on Sunday morning. Uh, we practiced and uh, watched the film of San Diego State and uh, also the uh, intro to Nevada yesterday. And they went out and practiced. And this to this would be a normal Monday for us. Kids will come in here and practice this afternoon, uh, which is you know, at the Tuesday, Wednesday practice, actually. So, uh, but the time will be the same today. Tomorrow we actually can practice until 10 o'clock, and that's when they shut us down is 10 a.m. tomorrow. So um, we can be here in the morning and get a practice in, and uh, away we go. So that's what you got.
2: Do you know if Warren's going to play yet, or do you want to say?
1: Who's that? Jalen?
2: Yeah. Jalen Warren. I believe
1: Jalen will play. (laughs) And I believe Carson Terrell could have the opportunity to be back too. So that will be uh, that'll be good. And it was you know, Jalen was a game time decision, he just couldn't yeah, you know, he, he. No one wants to play more than that kid. No one competes harder than that kid. But he just could not get it done, and that uh, he admittedly knows it was the best thing to not play. And I think the trainers and everybody involved made the right decision. And so hopefully we can get him back. Could he play today? No, but I think he'll play by the time we get to uh, to Thursday. And hopefully Carson will be there with us for the first time this year.
0: So looking ahead to the Wolfpack, I can argue you've played the two best teams in the league so far, but I think I can argue Friday morning there'll be a decent chance you will. By then you will have played the three best teams in the league. And I know it's a team game, but also when you have one matchup, you can really beat it into the ground. And Romeo Dubs had six catches for 211 yards for Nevada as they beat UNLV 37-19. And I was watching that game, and they threw him a long pass, hit him over the top, and he got down to the one, and they punched it in. And then they got the ball back, and like three minutes later, they're like, screw it, we're throwing the ball to him over the top. Don't outthink the room here. And they get a 65-yard touchdown. Now, he also had the game-winning touchdown catch in overtime against Wyoming. So I know it's a team game, but is he priority one, two, and three?
1: Well, I'd say the receivers are priority one, two, and three, and there's three of those guys at least that are really good players. Um and a quarterback that, uh, gosh, he's, he's just really grown up. Uh, he is a, a really talented player, uh, gets the ball out of his hands, plays within the system, a good leader. But the, the receiving core has, has been fantastic. But that all starts with the quarterback getting the ball out to him and um, giving him a chance to be able to make plays. and. So it's uh, you know it's run and shoot. They're going to get the ball out the field, and it's going to be really no different. You know you're going to beat these guys. You got to score. You got to score some points, and you got to be able to make sure it's a dynamic offense, to say the least. Um, and uh, it'll be a challenge. But uh, those those receivers, I would put them all as a whole very very talented. Um, great job of getting those kids into the spot that they are today. And they're you know the, there's a senior, a junior, and a sophomore, and they're all um, playing at a high level. Big tall kids
2: you talk about the quarterback Carson Strong he has thrown 230 consecutive passes without an interception I don't know that you're going to break it but I mean can you find a way to get them rattled a little bit at least to maybe hurry up yeah well
1: the thing about the, the, the run and shoot offense as a whole and they'll do more than the run shoot they'll jump into some two back stuff and you know move it around and do some things but the the the, the whole main offense as, as a whole, where they start is definitely within the run of shoot, and that's where they live in. So you, you've got to be able to push the quarterback. A year ago, you know, I thought we did a really good job in this game of being able to get the quarterback off his spot. It was a different quarterback. Uh, this kid is, again, the way he spins and gets out of his hand is highly impressive, especially the way he throws the deep ball. But you have to be able to do different things in, in the back end. I think if you just show one coverage, if you just show one scenario, one situation to them every single time and just play, you know, we're going to be a man cover team where well, you better be very, very gifted um, at the corner position. And cause they're very gifted at the wide receiver position and, you know, so on as you go down the lines and there's a matchup problem with number 19. I don't apologize. I should know his name. I don't know it right off the top of my head, but uh, he's, he's a tremendous player. Uh, so, you know, you, you got to go out and take your spots, but it all starts with disrupting the quarterback a little bit. Cole Turner is number 19's name. He is 6'6", 235, 40 pounds, and, and runs uh, like the wind. So he's, he's a special kid.
0: So there's all the X's and O's in the football and the matchup, and then there's also kind of the psychological element. What do you do to pump your kids up? Because they have not gotten a lot of positive reinforcement in eight quarters of football so far, and, and that can be an issue aside from the X's and O's.
1: Yeah, I think the bottom line is—is is I believe we're in the situations is that you're honest um, with with the young men, and we are honest with them from a coaching staff standpoint. Um, you know, I'm not in every position meeting, but I know exactly the message that I'm sending out, and what I've told the staff to be able to send out in these spots is, you know, it's it's not it's not where we want it to be. It's not good enough. Um, but we can't use where we're at as a crutch. And these are your learning moments for football. They're learning moments for life. Um, people aren't going to like it. And I'm sure, you know, when I say that to a football team, some people look and say like, you're crazy. You should just be ripping them and this and that. The fact of the matter is, is we are where we are. And we had a football team that did, you know, you, you have to communicate with them and let them know why we're in this situation, what the situation is. And a lot of that stuff, you know, we, uh, I think it's fair to say that we communicated to keep it in-house as, as a football team. But nothing is ever going to be a crutch for us. And these kids will fight. They'll compete regardless of what continues to take place through the year. I believe they will because we are honest with them. Now, are they frustrated? Heck, yeah, everybody is. You want to win football games. Um, you don't want to get beat the way that we've gotten beat. But we don't run from saying, okay, we got beat on the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's happened to us, and it's happened twice this year. Um, it happened sometimes last year in certain games when we, we got beat physically at the line of scrimmage. Is it going to happen again and again? I don't know that until we play those games. But we've got to look at ourselves and understand why we are where we are. Um, you know, that was a big, giant physical offensive line that, that knocked us around up front, and the defensive front on the other side did what they did. Now, San Diego State on defense, I don't know the last time they gave up. I don't know very many points, but it's been a long time. So they're, they're talented, but, uh, we'll stay positive. Uh, we'll push them. We'll grind them. We won't let them have any excuses, uh, but we will teach and learn in these moments. That's, that's what we do. And they're hard. It's hard to get up. It's hard to wake up at three in the morning and, uh, sit there and and toss and turn and try to figure out what's best for the kids. But you know what, we're all here for six more weeks and we got to fight to get better because the situation we're in has been created.
2: How do you find an identity on offense?
1: Well, I think uh, you know. I'd like to say that our identity always starts up front, and, and it hasn't been able to do that consistently. There's been times when it's shown, but we need we need to uh, show what we do well and what we can do well. Until then, you do not have an identity. You can talk about an identity, you can pretend about an identity, um, but right now, our ability to successfully you know, continue to throw the ball and have continued success is not there. It's not in the run game either. Um, So I would say to you this, we want that to happen. It's definitely a work in progress. And I think if I tell you right now and sit here and talk to you and Aggie Nation and say, well, this is our identity on offense, we don't have an identity on offense, just like I said after the game. And you need to find that if you're going to have success. And identity, you know, first comes with scoring points on the offensive side of the football.
0: Well, Gary, we appreciate a few minutes this morning. There are better times to come on the air, but we appreciate you uh, coming on right now, and good luck in Reno.
1: Hey, you know what? We're all good. We're going to keep on fighting and battling through this thing, and like I said, we are where we are because that's what we've created. So shift, ready, break, get better, Aggies. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day.